0: If you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Towier Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeearguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S dot U-S, and contact Ed today.
1: Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to
0: anchorfm Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, 499 or 9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode forty four. What's up, Neil?
1: What's up, buddy? How you doing?
0: Doing great, man. I'm excited about our guest tonight. Like always, we've got another good guest, actually two guests tonight from Mojo Thunder. We've got Sean Sullivan and Andrew Brackman. Welcome, guys.
2: What's up, man? What's
1: going on?
0: Really appreciate you guys being here. Neil and I are going to uh what we got have some got? bourbon. While we're Brad, while we're talking, Brad,
1: Brad or, breaks out the good stuff, man. So I'm always excited to see what he's getting. <laughs> hear your excitement.
0: <laughs> My brother gave me this. It's Jefferson's Ocean. Okay, aged at sea. I mean, that's got to be a gimmick. <laughs>
1: of course, uh, already, there's many gimmicks to the bourbon game. Yeah,
0: <laughs> fully matured Kentucky bourbon on a ship.
2: <laughs> Does that make it a bourbon? I thought it had to be aged in Kentucky.
0: Yeah, what's up, man? Well, they age it in Kentucky, and then they put it on a ship and set it on its way. I got to read this. You guys, I got to read this. All right, read it.
1: Let's see. All right,
0: so the bottle says aged at sea. Okay. And it says, "What what began as a fun experiment has resulted in a more scientific approach to the maturation process of bourbon. Nah. When whiskey was first distilled in Kentucky, it received unintentional extra age from traveling on the rivers and seas en route to the market. Mm. This was not just due to the lengthy trips, but also the movement of the ship, which forced the liquid in the whiskey barrels to be in constant motion. We put fully matured Kentucky (laughs) bourbon on a ship and set it on its way to crossing the equator four times, stopping at five continents and over 300, no, 30 different ports.
1: This process
0: has added salty caramel elements to round out the bourbon.
1: We're going to find out. I don't know about all that. I don't know about that. That seems, I think you're right.
0: Hell, all that's going to do is make us have to pay more because they put it on <laughs> a ship and around the world. I mean, cheers. what do you do to that
3: percentage, though? How's that percentage looking
1: on that? It better be up there. Uh,
0: let's see what we have here. It's 90 proof. It's- 90 proof. Okay. It's going to be smooth. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. All right.
1: Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it tastes like the sea. No, man. No. It's smooth. That's not bad. It's not bad. Still rocking? I don't
0: think we've ever had a bourbon that we we didn't like, though. That's
1: what my dad told me. He's like, do y'all just love bourbon? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. So, uh, guys, I I would say that uh, the one thing about Mojo Thunder that I have to bring up before we even start is Mojo Thunder has been mentioned more on this podcast than any other band than at all, period. They're the number really? one mentioned yeah. band. Oh,
2: wow. That is oh so yeah, awesome man. to hear Thank you. Oh, that's that's for sure. Thing. I guess that depends on what you're always saying, you know? It's
1: always <laughs> in reference to, to the best around right now. That's a, I, I always bring you guys up. So uh, <laughs> welcome. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of uh, uh, awesome for me to have you guys here, man, because you guys truly have uh, just, I don't know. I saw you all play and it blew my mind to To see that because normally when I see a band play, I'm I'm seeing, uh, especially you know local bands. There there's good local bands, but there's sometimes you get that experience. Like man, that felt like I just paid big money to go watch a gigantic show somewhere. So uh, you guys, the very first time I saw that, I was just blown away. So th- it, that's why you've been mentioned so much, and and not only that, but the album and uh, everything that you've done since then. What's getting ready to come up? So. Well, I'm super excited to have you guys.
3: Yeah. Yep. Happy to be here. That's awesome.
1: Thrilled awesome.
0: to have you on. We've got Sean and Andrew. We really don't. Who, who do you want to start with, Neil? Uh,
1: well, the lead singer always goes first. So let's start with Andrew and the, uh, let, let the bass let player, the bass player. Yeah. tell his story. I <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, see how it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you start off by talking a little bit about your earliest memories of music? You know, maybe even back in childhood, what you remember about sure. music, how you were, how you were brought up in music, and at what point did you realize music was going to be something that was going to be an important part of your life?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I got the benefit of uh, my family. A lot of people in my family play music, but it was kind of more of a church atmosphere, which I've drifted a little bit away from. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I started playing with my brother and my dad, which they were both drummers. Which you know, the bass and the drums go pretty hand in hand, so mm-hmm. it's pretty easy for me to pick something I could play with them on. I fell in love with it, and uh, I don't know. First time I heard uh, a band like ACDC or like a band that wasn't uh telling me how great the Lord was, it was <laughs> I was sold, I didn't know it could be that cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fell in love with rock and roll, like uh, almost to a fault where I hated other music growing up, but. I kind of knew from an early age that I wanted to be in a band. Funny, like uh, the moment I left out of the church life, I've become more blessed. I feel like met mm-hmm. these group of guys and just would never turn back on that shit. So,
0: so you you actually started with uh, you started with the bass.
3: Yeah, that was the first one I picked up, and I I can somewhat play other instruments, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say I could. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I can definitely play the bass. So,
1: how old were you when you started?
3: Uh, I think I was
1: 12. With your dad and brother both being rhythm players or, you know, playing percussion, did you just kind of fall into that pretty easily? Did Not not only did you kind of gravitate towards it, but was it easy to pick up because maybe you felt like you'd heard that your entire life?
3: Yeah. And, uh, it was really cool for me to hear a song uh, once I started getting into it. Because, uh, at first I just really wanted to bond with my brother and my dad and it was a uh, was a really useful tool at that point in my life to be like oh like this is what we can do we can all play uh songs together at the house and it made me a lot better of a musician first of all but it also brought me closer to my family it was really cool to me to hear like uh things that are kind of subliminal in songs uh you know not there's not many people out here singing bass lines but um <laughs> I, I found myself doing that kind of bullshit and car rides and stuff was focusing on uh that uh, that kind of rhythm that made your head go bumping up and down, mm-hmm. I really fell in love with that. <laughs> and I see that whenever we play live. If I see someone's head banging, might be a little conceited, but I, I take I take most
4: credit. For,
1: like, that <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> did you leave the church, or did they kick you out because of all your stage moves? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh,
3: there was a time where. Uh, you know, I I was into some funny stuff and <laughs> I kind of just had this epiphany of like, I don't need to be leading people in worship. I'm kind of only doing this because I love music. I think I need to find a different outlet for that. For sure.
0: So when did you start playing with with organized rock bands?
3: Um. Well, I attempted it. Uh, I attempted it on my own and got a bunch of guys together and it just was... <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> It was just uh, You know Just a uh, A young kid Trying to do something He didn't know
2: anything about but, Andrew uh, Don't let him float that away Andrew was the front man What? He was the singer of his band oh,
1: Nice Yeah man <laughs>
2: no,
3: no dude don't listen, don't listen to Sean It's embarrassing <laughs> At this point dog It's It's <laughs> You know, I was more of a dancer than a singer for damn sure. <laughs> but I'll be damned if I didn't show up in fucking leather pants and fucking <laughs> the whole nine, you know, like having scarves holding out of my pockets and shit, trying to, trying to fake it till I make it, you know. Uh, that's but, fucking hysterical.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, kind of was funny. Uh, Bryce and Zach, the other two guys, they started, they, they met each other on Craigslist. I kind of came in in a really awkward, weird way where they had a bass player, but from their words, he was uber weird. And <laughs> I, I went over there and waited for this guy to go home because his dog had a bedtime. What? And uh, I tried out for the band on that dude's gear when he left and took a spot. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got in. And we we found Sean. I think Zach or. Bryce, I can't remember who did it, but somebody found Sean online singing for a band. and We were like, man, this guy is it. He's the dude, you know, he's got yeah. a great voice. We liked. Uh, he had long hair, which in a really weird way is something you look at in the band we're in. <laughs> 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 you you got to have that look, too, you know. Yeah, Sean killed it. And we went and hunted him down and he, he was on board pretty, pretty quickly. I think he kind of felt the, the momentum and the movement that was going on in all of our hearts at that time.
0: And that was relatively recently. Yeah,
2: that was about uh, two years ago.
1: Yeah, jeez, yeah. that's insane to think that was only two years ago.
2: <laughs>
1: considering, I mean, well, I, and I say that considering, you know, where you guys were at when uh, everything shut down. Because the one thing that uh, that I think about with Mojo is, man, you guys were climbing fast when all live music shut down. I mean, and what you guys were doing, it was killing the live music show and just getting so much notoriety for that. And then being able to do it in studio and then live and then everything. I mean, you guys were what I would consider is probably one of the hardest hit bands for shutting down some type of momentum.
2: 100% man on that. It's been like before you all jumped on, Andrew and I were on here just like shooting the shit. And that's what we talked about. How like, man, it's, it's been a tough nine months to like not lose focus or not lose sight of the end the end game you know mm. but the momentum is definitely taken a hit but you know we, we've stayed busy like you know that's one mm-hmm. thing is yeah. with with what gigs we could get we got them and in the meantime we finished up an album and started working on all that whole process you know
0: oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get so, into that, Sean, why don't you uh why don't you take us back to your history with music and, and walk us up to 2018 sure, and joining Mojo.
2: So I was always in into theater, actually, like musical theater as a kid, and like was a competitive dancer and was like a singer and actor on stage and shit. And um, I, would, I took that route more but as a as like a tiny kid. I wanted to be a drum like a drummer. And, like, I saw, like, an Aerosmith video, I think, and was like, damn, that's just so cool. I want to be the drummer. And uh, now I think that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they just meant too much shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, <yeah. laughs> but, I, but I went to well, I, to high school and went to the performing arts school in Louisville and uh, kind of double, double majored in theater and percussion um, and stuck with drums, was a drummer. I I went to college to go and try to be a session drummer and uh failed out of music school like my first year there cuz I was just real I was in a fraternity too so I think that kind of <laughs> took more of my focus away from from studi- studious uh, endeavors <laughs> yeah but after that man I um I always joke around and say I uh, went on a few trips and and realized that like guitar and and the blues was kind of where it was happening um, And I'd always, like, played acoustic guitar most of the time and, like, just, like, chords and sang songs and shit like that. But it wasn't until, like, college that I really started to, like, later years in college when then I, like, kind of shut people out and, like, I don't know, like, went to my bedroom every day for eight hours and just, like, tried to study the blues and, like, how to play guitar and how to make my voice do different things than, like, Singing a show tune or something, you know, like fucking dumb shit. So not that I still love all that stuff, but it's just, it. I don't know. I just had a shift in my in my energy. And then I did, um, I was in a show, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, man, in Lexington. And uh, some of the most absolutely fabulous singers around. They're some of the best singers I know were in this show, you know. And I got cast as Judas, which is was is a ball and part man. He has all those like cool songs and like rock and roll. It's all rock and roll, so it's cool. And I was, I was like, fuck! Like, how do I sing like all this? Like, I don't really know. And and that show in particular kind of like pushed me to like finding like what my voice was truly capable of. Hmm. You know, and I'm still finding out. And it's not like I'm still learning. You know, so that's I think we can all still learn. But that show kind of hit a point for me. And then I had a band that I threw together in college. It was called the Rose Tent Collective um, and ended up transforming into the Sean Sullivan band. And uh, Zach, the drummer of Mojo ended up seeing me uh, on Facebook singing a song that I was writing, got in my DMs and I had a show that night actually in Louisville. So they all came up and drove up and like scouted me out, like with my band. And, <laughs> and I was actually about to go record an album and they are like, well, come jam with us and see what's up. And, I jammed with them and um, Andrew. I needed a bass player. I had already booked studio time, but my bass player like bailed out on it. And uh, I was going to record an album, and I was like, "Yo, Andrew, I was like, I'm not trying to poach you or anything or do anything like that, but will you come up for like a three day or a two day studio stint with me in Ohio and like record this album?" And Andrew just spilled the beans of what they were. They they wanted a new singer and somebody to take it in a different direction and. And I was just sold because at that point I was sick of working on my own and being like a solo artist with a backing band. I like, you know, I was just ready for a group of guys with a common goal, you know? Yeah. So, and then 2018 hits and we kept it a secret for a while and wrote what became the EP Loose Lips. And that was our like first live show.
1: Which that EP is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's it, that's uh like Brad was talking, you really want to listen to one song on that? Uh, pick one. You're wow. not, you're... <laughs> I was listening
0: to it this afternoon. You know, I was thinking, well, I'll, I'll just go ahead and maybe pick two or three songs that really stand out to me. <laughs> I'm like, man, I couldn't do it. You know, <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh,
2: <laughs> we wrote, we wrote all those songs specifically for the, the reveal that I was the new singer, you know, like that we're going in a, a different direction now. And, um, so we you know at that point you know we were just like well shit what do we put on a on a disc like these are the only songs we have man like <laughs> I <laughs> put them on there
1: well let's so, listen to a song from uh, think, Loose Lips I think you need to listen to Loose Lips Loose Lips
0: Well, that song definitely has that groove that uh, Andrew's looking for, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man.
2: I just, That's Andrew's bass, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I'll tell you this: I what one day I was listening back to to mixes from from the new album, and I, I texted Andrew just out of the blue, and I'd been listening to it for a couple of days straight, and I was like, dude, every every song. There's something new every time I listen to it that I hear the bass doing that I didn't hear the day before. That just it it, <laughs> it just it adds that that sexiness.
1: I don't know, man. It adds something. But child huh? of a percussionist, man. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He, he hears all the stuff we don't.
0: Where did you guys record Loose Lips?
2: Down in uh, Barrick Recording Studio in, in Glasgow, Kentucky. Okay. With uh with Dave Barrick, so and, and he mi- he mixed that one. I don't know who mastered it, but that's where
0: we recorded it. I mean, these videos are also really high quality. Who did those? So the Loose
2: Lips video and the Moving On video are done by a dude named Ben Aubrey, which I am so sorry for blanking on their production company name. But but Ben Aubrey is, is such a cool dude. He, he, he gets awesome shots, and he's, a, he's just a, pl- a pleasure to work with super easy guy like on working with
0: you know is that render 13 films
2: yeah yes yes um and then the the music video we have for fine was actually done by um a friend of ours named julia harris and she's from lexington and i believe she just started her own videography company and i'm blanking on that as well um but it's something like Harris videography or something like that but Julia Harris and and she's another she's a a good videographer herself too so
1: i so how how important was it to have the loose lips video to kind of announce the band once that all came out or was that la or was that a little bit later
2: that was a little bit later so we before we dropped loose lips we recorded um moving on okay and um you got me like and released those as singles, and so like people had already kn- like so we had already put a face with the video and moving on to like the new singer like me and kind of the new aesthetic and then um, loose lips was definitely uh, I think like a, a the the shift that we've been like making to like different sounds you know
4: mm-hmm.
2: I'm, I don't know if the video is important as as much as like the just like getting something out that had some substance to it. Mm. Back then, you know, when, when, we, when we were all talking about, you know,
3: releasing Sean as like the, the new vocalist, it was, we knew that if, uh, if we were going to do that, that we all had to come together and get a bunch of shit together and just kind of rapid fire people with material and
4: mm-hmm. just
3: stuff to look at and, and hear. During that period of time, it felt like we were just constantly knocking shit out like as soon as we could. And that was definitely on the list.
2: Yeah, I think that was much more like market marketing driven. You know, the whole thing of building up a new singer and like then rele- like revealing that secret, and then like you can't just reveal that and then have nothing. You know, like we needed to right. have some pretty quick follow up.
1: Mm-hmm. You got to, especially these days, man. Attention spans are small, so you got to keep it quick fire and keep them interested.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, man, and try writing songs that like you want to have like a glorious five-minute, six-minute song and like, you know, and it's like people only listen for like two minutes and then they're like, I'm out, you know.
1: <laughs> it's it's a fact. That becomes an issue, especially once you get to the studio. I, you guys um, talked about recording to release in 2021 this new record and I don't mm. know if you guys came into that at all. Did you have to, because we certainly came up to that issue, Brad and I, when we put together a song where... It was you know right at six minutes and we looked at each other and we were like, dude, we got thirty. Yeah, yeah. we got to cut two and a half minutes out of this thing.
2: Man, we never really cut. I mean, sometimes I guess we try to cut down songs or we have like if a song sounds like poppy, you know, that's one of those times where it's like, okay, we should think about time as a factor here. Mm -hmm. You know, if if it's like this song could like has that radio esque kind of quality, then like yeah, maybe we we should keep it to like three thirty. And like that be the tune. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, like, when we go into the writing process, that we necessarily care all that much either. Like, if it sounds like a radio song, cool, it's not, they'll they'll play it. If it's not, then like, fuck it, people still listen to it because they listen on Spotify. Mm -hmm. We don't, I mean, sometimes we care, like, especially like you're talking vinyls, like how you're going to release it, if you're going to put it on wax. I mean, it's time is kind of a constraint there. I don't think any local band has the funding to do like a a two disc vinyl release on like every album they do. Yeah. So, but Tom, you know, I think the the longest songs on our new album are like there's two of them that are like five minutes and thirty something seconds. And I was actually surprised. I was burning some discs to uh, send to people today, and I was like, man, these songs are actually. Kind of, relatively short for Mojo Thunder songs, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I'd be moving in a good direction here. So
0: where are you guys in the process with, uh, with the new album?
2: Uh, so we are finished recording. Um, we have all of our masters back. Um, so now we're just, um, kind of in like post production of all that. We're just like getting videos ready for all the singles and getting album art in place for different merchandise and the album. And, Figuring out all that
0: junk, are you going to release each song as a single? We'll have
2: three singles released, and then uh the it's a nine song album okay oh, you
0: have awesome. a date yet
2: uh not a specific one.
3: yeah what did we say around around February I think is when we're trying to
2: yeah, February is when we'll start like releasing singles I think we'll I think we're shooting for like tail end of May for a release of the whole album like right before summertime
1: oh that'd be awesome
2: yeah man it's it's one of those albums you want to crank up and roll down the windows and drive to so we figured might as well put that in the summertime you know
1: speaking of that what's the feel of this new thing man
3: well uh i'll tell you sean once uh we were all just kind of hanging out drinking beers and just talking you know about how to release this thing and i think sean said it the best way i've ever heard by saying this every time I've listened to this thing, it makes me drive faster. So I, one of those things that I, I think it just kind of like subliminally pumps you up to, you know, get your shit going. Oh (laughs) man. It's,
2: it's, it's pretty high energy. I mean, it it slows down kind of in the middle for a tune. Um, but even that tune gets kind of rocking. So, I mean, it's, uh, uh, we, we dipped into like more psychedelic kind of, um, sonic themes too as well you know so
1: oh killer a
2: lot more like of a uh, exploration of space and sound and within some songs and um, which which we were all really ecstatic to do you know we, we spent a lot more time actually in studio like re- overdubbing and recording and doing everything to like make it yeah we really
3: definitely uh, more experimental in this one too like we tried a, a bunch of different like recording techniques that I think, paid off in a really big way that we weren't really ready for. I couldn't be more happy about this. I mean, this is the most thing I'm proud of when it comes to music right now is this album. It's our first full length, so we took it pretty pretty seriously on this run.
2: Like you all said, um, like you all love Loose Lips, the EP, which I, from the bottom of my heart, I I genuinely appreciate. But it's, I think at this point and the stage where we're at, where we've been sitting on these new tunes and like know what they sound like for so long and like just like having to bide our time and wait to release it is like, damn, we hate people judging us on that loose lip shit. Man. <laughs> it's, just like, it's a lot different, you know, and then it's still rock and roll. I mean, down to the core of
1: it, but... Mm. A big part of that probably speaks in, and it's a, I would say it's a gigantic pat on the back to the band is... It obviously sounds like uh, you guys are evolving as a band and still creating a, a newer and fresher sound, which is, you know, a lot of bands that get some success on a sound stick instead of evolving, create and take those chances in studio. So do you feel like a big part of the excitement about the record is you kind of realize the band, band is still creating whatever the band is going to become this next step?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think... I think you nailed right on the head what we were kind of all feeling and the direction we're we're really trying to push us in is, you know, you got to evolve, you got to grow, because if you don't, you know, no one wants to hear the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. Unless it's ACDC, of course, and that's just (laughs) so badass that I'll I'll listen to every song of that the same exact way and and bob my head as hard as I can the whole time through it. So.
0: (laughs) so do you guys outside of the of the new stuff do you guys have a favorite mojo song uh, yeah. off
3: the ep yeah I liked uh I think my favorite was probably fine
0: yeah yeah
2: i, li- I, I like fine i'd say this I like I like queen of the night though live
3: yeah that one feels so good live that every time one, that one's that a
2: one. jammer when it's live like you don't get the full uh, like the just tenacity of it like in in studio, you know?
0: Yeah, I got Queen of the Night written on my paper and underlined. You see that, Neil? Yes, you do. Yeah, I kind <laughs> like, I I I of
1: like
0: that one, too. It's, uh, uh, yeah, a little different feel to it, a little a little different vibe. Yeah. yeah. But But no video, man, no video on that one. Hey man, videos get expensive now. <laughs>
2: we're we're still small time, man. So yeah, we'll have a, for each of the singles that we'll release, we'll have some type of visual, like video to go with it. Whether it's like a lyric animation kind of thing, or whether it's a actual video, they'll we'll have three more videos up by by the end of it all.
0: Awesome. Why don't we listen to Fine?
4: But you only love yourself I've been looking to realize That my heart is full of will. I'm just a laid-back kind of guy And your glass is way too high And my ways seem out of sight it's time to find a new girl my wave with yeah. so good
0: killer so looks like good. you guys had a good time on that video too <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that was a fun one to do man it's pretty easy for like ours. nashville yeah all
3: kinds of fun on that video we at one point we were all outside and there was this uh i guess i didn't know this but apparently nashville like uh or is it uh what's
2: the not the it's, Bachelor Party, but it's what, the ba- what it's the number one bachelorette party bachelorette destination party. in
1: America. Oh yeah, dude. There's yeah. little there's little plastic dicks floating everywhere in
2: Nashville. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Yeah, so we were thankful that we had Julia to record that video because she just she had no problem going up to that group of girls being like, Hey, we're shooting a music video, like, do y'all want to be in it? And getting a bunch of drunk girls. I mean <laughs> I would love to see
1: that, right? right. The answer was yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a killer oh, zone. God. man. I'm I'm looking so forward to hearing the next record after after this, and and I know how it is when you record something, you're just ready to get it out and then you love it and you play on it and you do that for so long and then you're just ready to kind of move on which I'm sure you guys are at I, I just can't wait to hear what the new the new thing it. sounds like I'm oh, so yeah. intrigued I
2: wish yeah. I could show you
0: man I know dude. I know We're, yeah you could leak out like a song we could close this podcast
1: with. <laughs> I, I'm sure the band wouldn't be pissed about that <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> But <laughs> well, I've uh, actually, man, I got a question for you, Sean. Um, yeah. You do a lot of uh, stuff solo on Instagram and do recordings. And I recently saw, I guess yesterday, maybe today, that you finally finished a song that took you four years to write. I have those songs that tell me about the struggle of finishing a song that you've been wrestling with that long.
2: Well, man, I mean, Words are a lot different than music sometimes. You know, I feel, you know, and I I do most of the, the word writing in Mojo Thunder um, for the lyrics. And uh, my biggest fear as a songwriter, and it's happened many a time, but it still happens like when I go back and listen to like old shit that I've done. And it's like, man, I wish, like, is this really the best way to say what I'm trying to say? Mm. And if it's not, like, then it's not then I'm going to live with it the rest of my life being dissatisfied with that piece of work, you know? So, like, it sucks that it takes so long sometimes, and sometimes those are the best songs, and sometimes they're the worst songs. Like, for me, I always, like, think, like, dude, if I can write that song in 10 minutes, it's probably going to be a good song, Mm -hmm. you know? Because it's all flowing from the same place where you're at, you know? And it's not like taken forever to like try to find the right metaphors
1: and the right rhymes. and No, there's, there's no real force in a song that comes to you in 10 minutes.
2: Yeah. And there are some songs that like, I haven't come to like really enjoy that I've like had to go through the different writing techniques of like brainstorming and then doing this step and then like taking, you know, and different things like that. But, and I'm happy with those, but the ones that just flow out are always the best for me. But this one kind of changed my mind. That one you're you're talking about going solo. I think we um, we we want to record that as a mojo song for a, another little different project we have up our sleeve. That I mean that song is really good in my opinion, and I um, yeah, I just I don't know that one to me is is it's hard for okay I'll say I'll t- I'll tell it like this I, I write from a pretty like from my experience type of place
4: mm-hmm.
2: and um, try to make those stories relatable to other people. For me, like, if if I don't have closure on that specific topic, it, I, I'm going to only keep writing about it, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, that song for, like was about a specific subject, and, like, I'm now at a place in my life where it's like, I'm, I'm done with that, so now I can finish that. You know, and it's like those are all the right words to say now. You know, and awesome. that's that's cool. And there are other songs that I still write, kind of. <laughs> you know, like we always make fun of the fact, or we used to when we were really working on Loose Lips, that like all of the songs were about the same person. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew knows, you know, and it's yeah. like, yeah, they are. If you think she, we uh, still too, don't make fun of you
3: that to this day. You know, we we're always ragging on one another about shit like that oh yeah <laughs> yeah.
2: you know it's nothing bad but I mean it's you know but it's like to clearly like I mean you can kind of see where I'm at in my life like but depending on like how the lyrics are lining out sometimes you know mm-hmm. it, the writing process is weird I don't, It's it's weird
1: so you think that when you probably needed the time and the closure to actually shut the door on that song as well
2: yeah yeah for sure for multiple reasons you know for one it's like okay dude get over your fucking self <laughs> you know <laughs> on one hand but you know and then the other hand it really is just like closure of that circumstance you know
0: nice so Sean if you write most of the lyrics for the songs what what does uh what does the group writing process look like i mean does mojo schedule time to write songs come together as a group or how do they usually develop
2: typically i mean it's always open. If if you've been working on a like a riff or a chord structure or a a, a fully out like fleshed out song, like bring it to the table and we, we can always like look at it, you know. But I think a lot of them come from one person or another having a riff idea or a chord structure, kind of melody line written, and then it just kind of comes to the band, and then the band does what it wants to, you know. It it's, a, it's an open democracy at that point, you know mm-hmm. Maybe the, the person who like had the initial riff or the chord structure or like if I have words, that person might like kind of hold the reins, but those reins are pretty open to listening to other ideas and you know like some of our most heated arguments are about songs, which I think is great because they could be about 10 million other things and and that just means that we all care about the song being the best song that it can be. You know, and yeah. there's all, there's participation from everybody in that, you know, and it's like, like, so for fine, a- Andrew and I sat in his old bedroom and wrote that one day and then took mm-hmm. it to the band and like, they added in the blah, 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 bla, bla. And then we added in a bridge too. you know, and it's like, so, mm. You know, it's 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 a team effort. Like really, at the end of the day, like you you take one any one of us out of the equation, and the song sounds drastically different.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and probably part of that process lends to being able to keep evolving as a band, not getting stagnant.
2: Right. Absolutely. For sure. When I think that we're all similar enough that like we can all get along and like stay friends, but we're different enough that like we all have different tastes for music. So, like we're always finding different like different new or different old artists that the other three of us haven't heard of or even like listened to, so like there's always a constant like change of just like what the band is listening to in general as a whole, which mm-hmm. I think is important to not remaining stagnant and not just being a c d c and putting out the same album every time, yeah you
0: know so who's who's a new music discovery for you guys right now?
2: Sean has been kind of uh
3: more of a I don't know we all kind of show each other different sides and genres of stuff like it's uh it's one of the most cool things about the band is I've learned so much about music that I would have never heard if I didn't know these guys, yeah, and I would say Sean in particular is probably gonna be uh have the better grasp on that kind of uh style than the others, even though everyone else still has a grasp in that that department. You know, Sean showed me so many, uh, I guess, newer bands or modern bands that I still listen to this day. Like just from off the top of my head, I think of a band called Lake Street Dive that Sean got me on. They are killers. They're amazing.
0: They're um, amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I
3: think uh, who's that, what's that band with that brother? Oh Lawrence dude. Lawrence. Lawrence is the shit.
4: And you if you, if so you cool. haven't
2: listened to Lawrence, dude, check them out. They're, it's a brother sister duo and uh but they have like a whole band. Dude, they just do they have cool ass music videos and they got really cool like tunes, man. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: not I'm not familiar with
2: Lawrence. Have to check yeah. that out. Yeah.
3: yeah. Super cool stuff. So and it's, like, an exciting thing. Like, if I find a gold mine that no one knows yet, like, I'm I'm cocky as fuck about it. <laughs> and I can't wait to You know, like, I'll put that thing on the road trip to whatever gig we're going to and
2: just... Yeah.
3: Wait and wait for the reactions I know I'm about to get, you know?
2: <laughs> hey, dude, who, who's this, bro? You know? It's like, oh, this is fucking whatever from the 76 Live take. And you're like, oh, sh- oh this is amazing, dude. You know, like where'd you find this dude you know and
0: (laughs) yeah i thought it was interesting that you guys did uh hold on on loose lips
2: yeah 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 man well bryson's super into soul and like funk music okay like one of his favorite artists is like james brown and he's real big into like ray charles and so a bunch of stuff that's just like soul and funky man And, and he's
3: also one of those guys who's like obsessed with the b-sides like he'll find you songs (laughs) that you're like what the hell this has like 50 views on you what is this shit this is uh, unreal you know he 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 can dig deep
2: yeah that's a fun one to play live too though is uh hold on i'm coming Mm -hmm. oh yeah
0: yeah crowd
2: favorites more people than you'd expect know that song and so it's pretty cool like younger people you know i expect kind of like older crowds to get that song but it's nice when the young crowd gets it too
0: So I'd like to play one more from Loose Lips before we uh, tell the listeners that want to get closer to Mojo, how they can follow you guys. I'm thinking Queen of the Night, man. Do it. Let's go. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here, Here it is. Queen of the Night. All right.
4: and me me from behind breaking me down breaking the tide. She's the snake of the devil and the queen of devil queen I can feel her still casting over me. Got me a blind, so I can see. It's when I met her late last night. She took my breath and my soul to die. You are
1: again man yeah <laughs> man, i
0: know I, you guys want to too soon.
1: Oh, oh yeah what do you see 2021 looking like i know you got the release and you're going to start rolling out the <laughs> singles and the videos hoping i'm hoping that you know uh, we get this pandemic under some sort of control so you guys can get back to it man so no, what Hollywood. what do you guys yeah what do you guys see Mojo's in 2022 they got, they got go. a bus oh thing my god big yeah, I mean,
2: the, the, I mean, all of it really is contingent on COVID, you know, and, it, and it's kind of crazy that we're living in a world where we're not in control, which maybe that's what we need right now. I don't know. As far as I like, you know, I look into our future crystal ball and what I see, you know, th- there's different levels to the music game, you know, and um, our biggest goal has always been to like, you know, we want to do this. Every day of our lives, we want to tour all the time. We want to play music for people and, and do that for a living. And so I think this next year, man, is really about climbing up to like that next level. So so God willing, we can tour um, and, and do things to kind of like promote ourselves. And th- that's a big thing for us, man. We like we like the live shows, you know, and you just don't get the same thing from a live stream. But no. I think what what you can expect from us in this next year is a lot of content. We'll have those videos out, and um, we're planning um, a pretty spectacular release show. Um, cool, <laughs> adding to the band that night with like some, some just different. It's going to be a hell of, of a time. So, um, <laughs> we with that all in motion, and and you'll see a lot more of us on the interwebs like with posting videos and bringing back more of our funny sides and 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 seeing what we do and i think i think people are going to learn and appreciate the story of Mojo Thunder this year and i and i and my it's my biggest hope that people just push us to the next level so
1: Absolutely, man. Hey, well, uh, make sure you let us know when all that goes on, and we will be sure to push you on any platforms and all platforms that we have and can help for sure.
3: For sure, Thank I appreciate you. Thank that, you, you very much. Yeah, it's, absolutely. You know, everyone helping everyone is kind of what we need to do in these these weird times. So, no doubt, man.
1: So
0: we've played uh, we've played a little bit of three songs on here. So I'm sure we've got listeners that may not have heard Mojo that, that want to follow you more closely. So where do they go to do that?
2: Um, all of our social medias. So for Facebook and Instagram are uh, at Mojo Thunder official. So you can follow us on there to like see what we're doing, follow our antics and see what kind of dumb shit we do. And then on Spotify and, and uh, Apple Music and all of your streaming services, you can find us just Mojo Thunder, man, all one word. Yeah, get those views
1: up. <laughs> well, man, we'll, we'll we'll definitely push that out there. But uh, the, a couple of things we we've talked about having a top hill recording podcast show, outdoor, possibly wanting to get where the forest fest is up at Horine Forest and do uh do a big outdoor event. We'd love you guys to come play it. Um, mm-hmm, if we yeah. eventually yeah. get that done, you guys would have to headline it, man. I mean, that would be amazing <laughs> in the <laughs> night with Mojo in yeah. the forest. Come yeah. on, dude! <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> and then uh, right
3: up our alley for sure. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah!
1: And then the, the last thing I ask is when you do have that release show, make sure we get some press cre- credentials oh, yes. on Plenty. that. We oh, <laughs> got to yeah, get yeah. to that. Top Hill recording press credentials. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Backstage
0: Absolutely. pass. For sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: Green room huh? access, you know?
1: Oh, it'll be a good night.
3: We'll have mm-hmm. some bourbon for you. It might not be as uh, classy as that, but it'll be better it's, than KG. I can tell you that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, man, we do anything, you know, uh, about very old Barton and above, so you, you bring it on. <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> what song? We always close the podcast with a full song, so what guy, What song do you think uh, we should close for our Mojo podcast? What do
3: you think, Sean? I'm, I'm kind of open to any of them. How about mm-hmm. moving on? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, moving you can't, on cool. I was going to say, man, you can't ask and then suggest. Well,
2: that's <laughs> I was, was going to say moving on or uh, hold on,
0: I'm coming. Whatever one you okay. uh, or, fancy. Or we could break a new
1: release. They're not sending you a new <laughs> song, man. They are not sending you a new song. Sorry. Sorry, guys. He's He's uh, ambitious. it's respectable yes Yes, sir
0: well thank you guys again it's been fun our listeners will enjoy this podcast and we're going to go out with moving on
3: thanks for having us man man. yeah this has been awesome we appreciate it
0: yeah thank
1: you guys for sure